What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. I'm your host, TJ Reed, and we are at the end of July. And have you asked yourself recently, what have I done of significance this year in the seven months I've had? If you don't know, the good news is you have five months to go to figure it out. So I encourage you, make a difference this year. Do something different so that you can be proud of some of the things that you've done this year. And so I'm excited. I hope that you have gotten the chance to listen to uh, my interview part one with Zach Miller. If you haven't, stop this podcast right now. Go listen to that first because you're going to learn some great things for business and leadership and just life in general from Zach. And so listen to part one. And then we got part two of Miller Mondays coming back this coming Monday. So come back and join us for that. Today, we're going to tackle a question that a friend of mine asked me recently. He's like, hey, I've heard you do these different podcasts on leadership. So here's my question. What if I don't want to lead anymore? What about that? What would you have to say to me? And I thought that was an intriguing question. So I began to think through it, began to think uh, through some ideas, do a little bit of research. And that's what I just wanted to unpack with you a little bit today. I guess my first question is when you're, when you're saying to somebody, I don't want to lead anymore. What if I don't want to lead anymore? I would kind of ask what's it, what's that stemming from? The first one would be like, is it a need for rest? Have you been through some exhausting seasons where you just feel burnt out and you need to step out of the limelight or you've been hurt, right? And you just need some healing inside. You know that you're kind of like a car that's just hit against the median and you're just kind of jacked up right now or your engine has kind of seized up and you just not able to pour out anymore. Do you need rest? And so, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what, I remember a season like this when we first moved down here to the Norfolk, Virginia Beach area where I had just come through a season where I felt completely burned out. My inner reserves were gone. I didn't have a whole lot to give out. And I remember even saying, I never again want to be a leader. But the fact is, is over time, as I, as I healed, as I rested, as I got perspective on things, I found that, man, I'm really wired to be one and I want to be one. I want to be a leader in the room when it, when it comes to it. And so um, I'm not saying that's, that's your case, but if you need rest, I would just encourage you pause for a second. Think about it. Um, when an engine seizes up, you got to ask what was what was driving that engine. Uh, for some of us, when we're leaders, the thing that drives it is approval of people, or um, you're going for goals instead of growth. And a lot of those things can kind of leave your engine seized up if you don't watch over it and figure out how to do regular oil changes uh, to improve your mental health, your spiritual, your physical health, things like that. And so. Um, I guess that's the first one, exhausted seasons. You're, you're saying I need rest. Uh, the second one is what I would call kind of like a reality check. Maybe you were asked to be a leader because you were competent and you know that it's not something that you're wired to do or enjoyed. And so you're ready to step away and not be that leader anymore. This is kind of the dilemma that a lot of organizations have where they promote a star player who was a great player, but they weren't necessarily a leader. They were great at the tasks that they were doing, but just because they were great at the tasks that we were doing doesn't mean that they can lead a team of 10 people forward in doing that task. 
because there's a lot of ambiguity that comes with that. And that's usually where a lot of folks fall short is with that ambiguity that comes with that. And so maybe your reality check is that you're actually not wired to be a leader and you don't enjoy it at all after trying it once. And so that's a totally valid place to be at. Uh, Think about, you know, a little football analogy. Uh, Star quarterbacks in college don't always translate into star quarterbacks in the NFL. I think of uh, from one of my favorites, the the Ohio State University, Terrell Pryor, uh, came into the NFL and he became a wide receiver and did well at that. But if he would have come in there saying, you know, I just always been a quarterback and uh, I'm not that great at it compared to the other quarterbacks. Uh, Manny wouldn't be able to make an impact on the wide receiver side or whatever he needed to do there. He learned that and learned how to be a star player there. So, um, so a reality check. The, so the first one is being, maybe you need rest and you just need to kind of like recalibrate. Uh, second one would be a reality check that, Hey, I'm just not wired to do this. That's why I don't want to be a leader anymore. Or I think the third thing that I wrote down would be refocus. You're looking to just refocus your energy to another portion of your life. Energy is a precious resource, especially the older that you get. You you only have so much time and energy to give to things. And so you may want to put your energy elsewhere. So this becomes a trading game where leadership looks different. Maybe you want to lead in a different place in your life, but you don't necessarily want to lead in your career and your work. And so that's, once again, a totally valid place to be and something that uh, if somebody hasn't told you yet, hey, live by your priorities uh, because your priorities, the things that a lot of times uh, fall outside of work or even inside of work, those are the things that are going to stick with you well beyond a career. That's who you're going to be and who you're going to surround yourself with in that time. So why don't you want to lead anymore? It could be that you need rest could be that you had a reality check and you realize it's not you anymore, or it could be that you're just looking to refocus your energies. And so for the rest, hey, rest and then figure out how to get back into the game with that. But for those of you that maybe you had a reality check and you don't want to be the leader or you're looking to refocus and not be the leader, uh, I just want to finish off the podcast here by talking about this idea of followership, like how you can be a great follower and if you haven't heard Marcus Buckingham talk about this, I encourage you to look up Marcus Buckingham uh, followership. He's he's his organization is doing some stuff about this because what he's saying is that you can't always measure leadership, but you can measure followership, how people are following and what the traits of a great follower are and what they'll give to the person who's the leader. And so uh, check that out. I'm going to put links for a couple articles, one from Forbes and one from business news daily, but here's just a couple things about followership. Uh, The, the Forbes article by Rob Asgar says this, uh, this was a quote that was interesting. He says, there's a, conundrum in leadership. Most of the people who naturally gravitate toward leadership roles don't necessarily have the humility or decency you'd want in a leader. (laughs) And most of the humble and decent people that we might want to see in leadership roles quickly feel chewed up by the tensions, the criticisms, the thanklessness of the job. And I would add to that sometimes the ambiguity that comes with leadership. Uh, So they soon retreat to safety or they end up curled up in a ball in a corner office. That's an interesting quote, right? Um, so then the the Business News Daily, uh, this lady Karina talks about what are the things that make a great follower? And so uh, one of the things is uh, where your motivation and strong work ethic comes. If you want to be a great follower and serve the leader that you're working with, uh, have motivation and a strong work ethic. It's the greatest gift you can give to your leader 
is to be internally motivated to do a great job. Those are the best people to lead. People that need to be recognized or encouraged when they do a great job, but that they're internally motivated and you don't need to push them up a hill to get them there. Do something because of your values. So be that person that's motivated and has a strong work ethic. That's a great way to be a follower if you don't want to be a leader anymore. Um, the second thing is courage. Uh, this one's a little bit harder because you've got to find courage to speak up when things aren't going well. It's easy if you're not careful, if you're a naturally pessimistic person, to come across as the person who's negative and always bringing negativity. And so uh, you've got to earn the trust of the leader to be able to do this. Uh, I think the way that you do that is one of my favorite quotes by Michelangelo says, criticize by creating. And so if you, if you, the, the courage that you have, if you have a criticism, come up with a solution, create a solution so that you can give the criticism, but also say, here's a possible solution here. I'm not denying that there are some insecure leaders that don't want those solutions. I'm sure that you've worked for them before, but I think that's a great way that you can serve the leader is by being the person who goes, I'm not just going to bring a criticism, but I'm going to bring a creation of what that can be. And then the last, last part is just, um, you know, motivation, strong work ethic, courage. And then the last thing is just uh, an attitude of service and loyalty. Um, if you don't make the decision, if you're not able to make the decision, are you willing to be loyal to the direction? Be willing to say, I'm here to serve. And so, uh, I trust you. You know, I, I know that that takes give and take from a leader and a follower, but being able to say, I trust you and I'll be loyal to where we're going with this. Um, and figuring out how to help people be better followers and give them opportunities. I mean, this is something that came up in our organization last year. We had this dilemma. I, I was seeing quality people who didn't want to be leaders leaving the organization. And I continue to rack my brain going, man, what are we missing here that they don't want to be leaders in the organization? I understand that they don't want to have those difficult conversations that... Uh, they have to just bring tough correction or whatever it is. That makes total sense to me that people would be in that boat. Um, but what we did was uh, we, we decided that we would create a professional structure that would provide upward mobility for work that was not necessarily leading people, but could be leading processes or knowledge. Maybe people that would train their fellow folks. Right. And so that's so important in the thing. And as we unveiled this new professional structure, we did what we called a declare day where we said, hey, declare where you want to be six months from now. And man, the response was overwhelming from people who said, like, visually, we saw about 50 percent of our folks begin to express a desire to fit those roles. They said, I don't see myself as a leader, as a manager of people, but I would be happy to serve as a leader of knowledge or a leader of training types of things. And so uh, that was a win for us in organization. And so ultimately, you've got to ask yourself uh, about the leadership. You know, um, do you need rest? Is it a reality check that you're not meant to be a leader? Do you need to refocus? And then if if you don't want to be the leader, then the question is, what are you going to do to be a great follower? What's going to give you a sense of satisfaction at the end of the day? Eric Lydell, the former Olympic runner, uh, the movie Chariots of Fire, he, he said, many of us are missing something in life because we are going after the second best. So let me encourage you that wherever you're at today, don't miss something because you're going after second best. Go after the best for you, for where you're at in your life right now, but then be willing to put in the work to be the best leader or the best follower that you're supposed to be. 
I hope this was helpful for you today. I hope that it makes sense and that you can apply it to your situation. I'm so grateful that you're listening. I'm so grateful that you're a part of this community. You've been listening to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. And then we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.